The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to The Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller-Howard. On today's show, we bring you a conversation with John Afril, who's the program and technology manager of Hands-On Greater Portland. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am in the studio with John Afril, who is the Program and Technology Manager for Hands on Greater Portland. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Hands on Greater Portland promotes volunteerism. That's correct. What, what, what exactly does that mean? So we are the sort of volunteer center for Multnomah and Washington counties, and our role is to connect uh, nonprofits to volunteers. So we have hundreds of area nonprofits in our community, and in order for them to fulfill their missions, they need to have a steady flow of volunteers that can fulfill all of those needs. So our role is to provide a platform for those organizations to be able to recruit volunteers so they can deliver on their missions. Can, can you talk about numbers here? So we have probably around 13,000 volunteers that use our site every year. Um, thankfully, that's not unique. So we have hopefully around 30,000 volunteers um, connections every year. And that basically means that we want volunteers to come back more than once. So we want them to have a good experience so that they are uh, returning and then nonprofits aren't having to spend time um, recruiting um, new volunteers all the time. Hopefully, they've had a positive experience and they come back. So you guys, are, you guys are matchmakers. Yeah. So we have. Um, so there's some folks that have called us and say, "Oh, you're like a clearinghouse," which is a term that I wasn't familiar with when I started ten years ago. But it's something that people were familiar with back in the day. Um, and you know, with the internet being um, so easy for people to be able to um, find opportunities and to sign up, um, we kind of provide a sort of niche in the community for people to have a really convenient way for them to volunteer. Yeah, and let, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, well, let's talk about the history of Hands hands on Greater Portland. Well, mm -hmm. first off, why was it always Hands on Greater Portland? No, so it started as Hands on Portland in 1996, and it uh, followed a model of some vo um, volunteers moved from Atlanta to Portland, and Hands on Atlanta was sort of the first hands-on affiliate, so there are multiple hands-on affiliates across the country and even across the world, actually. Um, it's a really popular way for people to find um, volunteering to fit into their schedule. And when these folks moved to Portland, they said, hey, there's this great opportunity for us to um, make it easy to find a, a few hours to volunteer. And so we um, want to try to start something here in Portland. And um, it was hands-on Portland, and it was um, in a tiny house on Hawthorne for a while and then um, I've seen some of the early notes from people they were just writing on the back of folders and this was in the early days of the internet so it kind of you know was a real grassroots movement for a while um, and then you know the organization continued to grow and um, 
there is another uh, organization that was doing sort of more traditional long-term placement of volunteers and not just these sort of short-term three to four-hour volunteer projects. And those organizations merged. Um, and then when we became the sort of official volunteer center of Washington County, we decided, you know, we need to represent our folks that live uh, on the west side and we want to sort of expand. And that's when we became hands on Greater Portland. And that was um, uh, probably about 10 years ago now. And and so in the 22 years of hands on Greater Portland, mm -hmm. Obviously, technology, as as you were were mentioning, has become a, a larger factor. Is there is there not an app for this? Is that has it made your job easier, or has it has it made uh, hands on Greater Portland need to either scramble or or modify itself to stay relevant? Um, the issue of an app is. I mean, I'm the technology manager for the organization, so I've definitely thought about that a lot. The issue of the app is something that we definitely had explored, and then we realized actually. Um, the best way to do it is just to make sure that your website is mobile responsive. Um, we know that a lot of people, um, the only way they're accessing the internet is through their smartphone. Um, and so thankfully websites now are so much better at making sure that they work effectively on a smartphone. So um, it's uh, something that you know really allows people to easily create volunteer accounts on our website, sign up for projects, go have an immediate impact in their community and um, that's kind of how it you know works effectively for us and 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 part of that obviously has to be you guys are keeping a database of people and their skills and the nonprofits and their wants yeah um what what are you finding are most people is the self diagnosed what their skills are are you guys interviewing them or is a, is that a pretty honest assessment well you know the the challenge is that since we operate on um you know, hopefully a fairly large scale of trying to match up so many volunteers in our community to the nonprofits. Um, and there's just a handful of us that do that uh, really relies on the technology and the, um, the, the site to make those connections happen. So in the old days, you would have somebody come into your office and you interview them and you'd see what the nonprofit needs were in the community and match them up. And uh, realistically, that just doesn't happen anymore. So um, we we really allow the technology to make those connections happen. And and um, are you able to see what what is motivating most people? I mean, when when you when you do uh, not just through the the computer interface see, meet with people, what what's motivating people? I mean, are you seeing any trends there? Well, um, you know, I've been doing it for a while, and I have noticed sort of um, different levels of motivation and um, interest for volunteers over the years. So there was kind of a big um, uptick in service, um, I think probably about 10 years ago when Obama got elected and people said, oh yeah, you know, I want to follow his vision and I want to be more connected to my community. Um, and then, you know, kind of ebbs and flows. And then we saw a big uptick when Trump got elected because people felt disempowered and they wanted an opportunity to give back to their community and feel um, something that they could be proud of and, and that they were doing something. Um, but, you know, we have people that say, like, I, I don't really know what to do, and your website provides a really convenient way for me to find a good variety of opportunities. So it's going out to support Potluck in the Park on Sunday afternoons and serving meals to the homeless, or it's uh, walking dogs at the Oregon Humane Society or packing food at the Oregon Food Bank. Um, these are, you know, really convenient ways for people to plug in. Um, and we also offer 
volunteers an opportunity to connect to organizations that need help for a longer period of time. They need volunteers to come in every week to um, help support their women's shelter. And um, it really provides a, a huge variety for people to find where their best match is and where their niche is. And if they only have a few hours, that's great. Hopefully that's sort of the gateway for them to then commit to a longer term opportunity. Um, that's ideally where we see ourselves as, is just sort of this initial way for people to say, oh, that was great, that's convenient for me, I can go do something, feel good, and maybe I've you know, sort of gotten, um, a, you know, the, the bug is there or whatever, and I, I, need to, I need to do something more. The sense of altruism has turned into like a real need for me to feel um, that there's something that I can plug into um, all the time. And I guess that's the role of a matchmaker as well, is that you, 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 you make the, the, the connection and you don't need to be there throughout the whole relationship. Yeah. What, and, and some of these are court-ordered, is that correct? Yeah, so um, we have uh, you know, a, a system in our, in our society that says, hey, you've done something wrong, so let's be punitive about um, the act of service. And we say, okay, well, if that's the case, then let's uh, make sure that volunteers know um, what the resources are in order for them to complete those uh, court-ordered service hours. And uh, in my last job, um, I actually had a really positive experience with a number of volunteers that were voluntold. Um, and I saw the the impact and the change that could happen when volunteers said, well, you know, I did something wrong and now I had to do this you know, volunteer thing. And actually, this was pretty cool. And now I want to stick around after my service hours are completed. And that was arguably the biggest win for me um, as a volunteer manager was to know that I provided um, a place where they felt like there was real value for them, even though they were initially, you know, kind of forced to be there. And um, it's, you know, it's something I'm really proud of. John Afril is the program and technology manager for Hands On Greater Portland. And you, you, you brought in a, uh, a song for us. Yes, I did. Um, do you want me to introduce it? Or? Absolutely. Okay. So this is uh, Volunteers of America by The Both. And, and, and The Both is, is, a, is, is a, a team up of a couple great musicians. Yeah, Ted Leo and Amy Mann. Uh, it's from a few few years back, and um, really great harmonies and uh, some duets on this one. The contract's a joke, but when you see smoke, you run toward the fire because you must. And they all called your name when the crash finally came and left you to pick up the dust. I saw you walking in silence down to the bridge, but nothing went over the side. So I guess to someone with your heritage, withdrawal like consent is implied, and it's true. Thanks. 
That was the both uh, vol- singing Volunteers of America. This is Phil Bussey. It's the nonprofit happy hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking to John Afril, who is the program and technology manager for Hands on Greater Portland. I want to talk about where, where, where does your sense of volunteerism come from? Um, well, I um, probably similarly to a lot of people, I've found uh, service through uh, my upbringing in faith. Um, and it was something that was part of um, just, you know, going to church and giving back and that sort of um, that value that was instilled in me um, through my uh, my family. And then later in life, um, as I kind of drifted away from the church, I still felt that there was um, something that I, I got from that experience um, and uh, started volunteering and um, I've been fortunate enough that I found both of my last jobs through being a volunteer um, a lot of people will um, call or uh, email our organization and say like hey I'm looking for a job you know like do you do you have any jobs and I say well you know that's not really what we do but if you find uh, volunteer opportunities it's a great way to build job skills or just to make connections network and uh, that's you know obviously how it worked out for me recently so and did you grow up here? Um, I grew up uh, kind of all over the place. Um, went to high school in Minnesota, and then I moved out here for college. So I've been out here for uh, about 22 years. Yeah, and you, you went to Lewis and Clark College, correct? That's correct, yeah. And uh, while you were at school there, was there was there a culture of, I mean, many many colleges can be very insular and they're, they're world onto themselves. Uh, what was the, the community connection that you had at Lewis and Clark, or was there one? You know, that's that's a good question. I definitely, it was very insular um, in the community where Lewis and Clark is, and um, I definitely didn't really feel like I got a sense of um, what was happening in Portland and how I could make a bigger community connection. I know they have really great uh, service learning opportunities there now, um, 
And I definitely did not take advantage of that when I was there plugging in. So it wasn't until later that I said, you know, I really want to see what's going on um, in Portland. I want to be able to, you know, make make brighter connections um, than just that sort of that collegiate world I was sort of wrapped up in. Yeah, and, and your job must give you a lot of insights into into Portland and uh, what work is being done and and how people are what what motivates people to do public interest work. Um, can you share a few of the trends? Where where are some of the the major areas of nonprofit work that are happening? Now, that's I know that's a very broad question, but well, um, you know, we definitely see um, a lot of um, new nonprofits will start up, and they will say, "Hey, we kind of starting our volunteer program, and uh, we kind of need some additional support and resources, and that's kind of where we come in to sort of help." steer that uh, process along. So there's a lot of uh, mentoring opportunities. I see organizations doing that. Um, there's obviously um, organizations that are trying to address the issue of um, homelessness and the unhoused in our community. Um, and then there's organizations um, like uh, the Children's Book Bank that started um, uh, about uh, eight or nine years ago, and it was just a, a woman that wanted to donate her children's used books, and she didn't really know if Goodwill would be the best place to send them so they could get to the houses of the kids that needed them most, and that's why she started this organization, and we have partnered with them for a number of years so they can ensure that the books uh, that people donate are going to the houses of the kids that otherwise wouldn't have access to, to books and literacy in their homes. And, and, and if somebody either from the nonprofit side or from an individual side who wants to volunteer, how, how, do, they, how do they get involved? It's as simple as sending you an email or picking up the phone? Well, ideally, uh, they go to our website. Um, that is the most convenient way for people to plug in. So handsonportland.org is the website. And you can uh, create a volunteer account on our site, which allows you to then go and see certain projects that you're interested in. And you can either... Sign up for them on our calendar, and you'll get an email confirmation that tells you where to go and what to bring and who to meet with. Or you can commit to an, organ, uh, an opportunity that's more ongoing and long-term, and that will allow you to sort of connect with that volunteer manager, and they'll sort of schedule the volunteer opportunity with you. But handsonportland.org is the best place for people to, to go to. And take a look at our project calendar. That is a really convenient way for you to see What's happening in each day? Can I fit that into my schedule? How long is it? How old do I have to be? Uh, what sort of neighborhood is it in? You know, how easy is it for me to get there? And all that um, uh, information is contained on the site. John Afril is the Program and Technology Manager for Hands on Greater Portland. Thank you for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank a certified B Corp that holds to a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.